This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Voice of Change time, my beautiful listeners. And it has been such a great, great September with everybody. There's been such amazing guests on the show. I'm still thinking of so many things that we spoke about last week on our pre-heritage day show when I had Shudu with me. And we were talking about, you know, bullying and mental health. We were also talking about confidence and showing up and so many of those lessons I've taken with me. And you know, this time that we're going to have on Voice of Change today is going to to be just as special because I'm joined by Bianca Beitendach. Now Bianca is an incredible human being and we know her as the woman who brought home the silver medal from the Olympics in swimming, making history as the first South African to ever do that and then announcing her retirement thereafter. And we know her as that but she has such a story to share with us because you know what she has been surfing for most of her life, growing up into surfing and doing so many different things and competing and starting a competitive surfing career even at the age of 10 years old and it's so incredible she went on to the world champs she was on tour for five years ended up you know what fourth in the world rankings having final finishes in different world tours she's done so much just, you know, even before she took the silver medal at the Olympics. And of course, that has really brought her to the attention of many people. But she has been involved in so many different things for so many years. And her heartbeat really is different communities and service and serving. She has actually been involved in life community services for the last eight years of her life and is getting more involved in these different realities. It is so inspiring to, you know, hear stories like Bianca's, which you will hear about on the show today. Because when we think of people who have achieved different things, we can often look up to people and just see that moment of achievement. That moment when someone brought home a medal, someone brought home the trophy, someone brought home the title. We can see those moments and we can look at them and we can say, wow, that person has achieved that. But the reality is, is that each one of us are living a life that brings us to those moments. And that life consists of many different things. It consists of many different failures. It consists of many different times where we've had to rise up. It's not just those pivotal moments. It is every single moment and all the years and all the things that lead up to that. So today I want you to settle down, settle in. I really hope that you are sitting on the couch with a nice cup of something good, you know, or something sweet and that you are just there and you're going to be with myself and Bianca for the next hour talking about her journey, her journey to the Olympics, but also her journey now, which is super, super important and where she sees herself going, but also the lessons that she's taking with her from, you know, 15 years of doing this incredible, incredible surfing as a professional athlete, representing South Africa and really rising to the challenges. So stick around and Bianca's with me after this. Bianca, it is so good to have you with me on the show today. It's absolutely so incredible. And I know it's going to be such a blessed time to be together. So before we get into our conversation we're going to have, and I'm so looking forward to hearing so much about your journey, what you're up to these days. But before we get into that, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? 
Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm doing very well. Absolutely no complaints from the side. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, a, it's an honor. You know what? Um, it's, it's been so interesting because I kind of have had friends that have connected with you over the past few weeks. You know, um, the friends that have added the Nine Miles project, they were actually on the show not so long ago and they were saying, how, how Bianca has been such a blessing to the young children that they mentor and that they kind of raise up and use surfing as such a, a tool of empowerment, really, you know, and just to help children from disadvantaged communities and that come from really intense backgrounds and that struggle with so many things. And I think I, I know that they've been sharing a lot with me, but I know that that's something that's really, really on your heart as well. And before we get into, you know, your incredible, incredible high of winning at the Olympics, I'd love to know what you're up to these days. I know children and empowerment is also very close to your heart. Community is close to your heart. People, the people of South Africa are close to your heart. So what you've been up to these days, you seem really busy and doing some incredible work. Tell us what you've been up to. Well, it's been very exciting, to say the least. I'm a bit out of my comfort zone, mainly because I'm used to surfing heats, and this is very different. <laughs> but I'm up for the challenge. So we've we've done a lot in the last two months, a lot of PR, but also a lot of um, community-based outreaches like the Nine Miles Project. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's an eye-opener, um, and I feel like I walk away with so much more than I could possibly have contributed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in the near future, I... I'm involved in life community services in George in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So and I've been involved for the last eight years. So that's that's oh. my and in Afrikaans we say artsipend. Mm. Well I'll be well, I'll be investing most of my time and energy in a few months to come. So that's extremely exciting. Um, and it's much more rewarding than sport, um, wow. in my honest opinion. So mm. yeah, that's that's it. But yeah, the, the last few months have been crazy from like the premier's house to um <laughs> lavender hill and back you know um a big variety hmm. is this something that you kind of saw yourself doing you know was this kind of really something that was on your heart you know really really getting involved with people and communities and doing this kind of work do you do you feel like this was something that absolutely was on your heart it's kind of like your purpose your passion your calling almost I guess, um, obviously, I wouldn't have been able to uh, predict the future when it came to the Olympics and all the um, exposure and opportunities I've had since then. But it's it's grown on me a lot. Um, mm. I realize <clears throat> the platform that I have um, is, is temporary and I really feel the responsibility to use it well mm. and to somehow um, reach kids that maybe didn't have the opportunities that I did and to show them that even with limited opportunities, you can still change the direction of your life. And in saying that, I mean, I, I have to do with a lot of corporates, mm-hmm. um, a lot of political figures, and then obviously on the ground, the community outreaches, etc. So I've got a, a Robin Hood type of responsibility mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And yeah, I'm very excited. And, and it's been um, a challenge because, I mean, I have to public speak, etc., etc. But um, yeah, I'm up for the challenge and I've been enjoying it um, a lot. That's so incredible that you you actually like just have so much wisdom, you know, knowing that sometimes things in life are temporary. You know, it's like, okay, everybody, everybody's like, okay, Bianca, come here and do this thing. 
you know, because obviously the Olympics, which we're going to talk about, uh, you know, and also just people being in that moment of feeling inspired by what you achieve. And, but you yourself saying, you know, that is temporary, you know, it doesn't last forever. And I think that that is something that is so, so powerful. And it's so, so wise to realize that because I think sometimes people get caught up in, in the moment, you know what I mean? And think that that moment's going to last kind of forever and build everything on that one moment. And I think it's so wise to say, you know, I've got to use it so wisely now and carefully and steward this well. And that is quite a responsibility, as you said, to know that, but also it's, it's so incredibly wise and so incredibly powerful at the same time. I guess, I guess with sport, you, you get really used to the volatility of, of attention, you know, when you, um, I mean, we have been doing this for a good 15 years. So when you, when you win, all eyes are on you and the attention yeah. is abundant but when you lose it's the complete opposite so I think you become immune to the to the emotional up and down oh. and you do realize as much as uh, success is temporary or achievement is temporary failure is as well so it's got mm -hmm. it's got there's two sides of the same coin which which I've learned mainly through competing in the last 15 years. Hmm. Now, this is something interesting because uh, it, it's, it's also very powerful. You've been competing, like you said, over the last 15 years. This is not kind of your first win like the world has witnessed this year. Tell us how you got into surfing. You know, was that just natural where you grew up? Was it just something that you were, you know, kind of drawn towards? And like, what have been these key moments in your life as well when it came to surfing? Because it wasn't just this year. A lot of preparation went into the Olympics. A lot of preparation goes into it. But it's kind of something that happens because you've really built so much over the last couple of years. How did you get into surfing? Like, what was it about? You know, was it just something, a natural draw towards it? So I was technically born into surfing. I didn't, I don't remember much before I started. I think I was just too young. Uh, my family loved the ocean and we were there with every opportunity that they had. So I was, I was pretty much born into that lifestyle. And then because my father was a, prof a, pro a provincial surfer himself, um, he helped us a lot at the start to progress. And yeah, I really feel like um, I don't remember much before it and I don't think I'll be able to stop <laughs> before mm. I... I fell over one day, but um, yeah, I was born into it mainly from the influence from of my parents. Hmm. That's really, really, that's really, really awesome. I also noticed that you're very, very tall. <laughs> I probably say that just because I'm five foot three, and I think that that you always think like everyone is taller than you. But I mean, does well, I'm kind of wondering. Like <laughs> imagine it's like, how tall are you? I think like, are you over six foot? I'm six foot two actually <laughs> so can you imagine it's almost like a meter taller than me uh, does that help with surfing like does it come down to does it come down to height as well does that play like a factor okay. into it? it does play a factor and it's actually to your disadvantage oh, so okay. most of the events most of the events are held in small waves Ooh. um because the the sponsors usually like running events during the summer season because there's more spectators yeah. So most of the time, uh, the waves are not even higher than waist high. So for oh. someone that is tall, obviously the weight is correlated to your length. I'm about 20 kilos heavier than any other girl that I surf against. So wow. when it comes to small waves, it really makes my life difficult. Um, mm. But luckily in Japan, the typhoon hit 
the coastline and um, amongst other things a lot of things kind of went my way but um, mm. usually being tall is a disadvantage wow that's so interesting right because we often think the opposite you know short people are always like it must be an advantage for people when they're taller to get over those hurdles or to surf those waves or to run on the track but like you said not so you know what it's so it's so beautiful to hear you know your heart for what you're doing in the community which is so incredibly powerful and impactful and I think you also said you know the success being temporary but also failure being temporary as well and some people get caught up in the failure sometimes people get caught up in the disappointment or when they didn't win as they wanted to or you know they didn't get what they were hoping to get and I think that that's a powerful lesson that you can impart not only to us but to children as well you know the overcoming of that because truly in this life it's so easy to get caught up in you know rejection or failure it's so so easy and I think that you must have so many life lessons to teach, you know, basically from being in sport. And I wanted to talk also about, you know, to just touch on, I think a lot of the listeners want to know some deeper aspects of your journey with the Olympics. Of course, being the first South African in our history to win surfing, you know, an Olympic medal at surfing is incredible. And it's, it's a wonderful achievement and it is inspiring and it, it does give us a lot of hope. And I know on the day it was like, you know, you went in to this and also like I, I'm sure that you heard so many times, so many people have asked you, well, Bianca, you were 17th seed, you know, like did you expect that you were ever going to win silver? And the thing is, what was really going through your mind that day, you know, when you were going to get on your board and take those waves? Was there a sense of just feeling calm and knowing this is this is what I'm used to doing, this is what I love doing? Was it just a sense of I'm going to just, try and I'm going to do this you know what was really going through your mind that day so that day at that event specifically I hadn't surfed an event two years prior to that so oh. I knew I was in uh, out of my, my depth um, I had prepared well so that gave me a bit of peace of mind but 17th out of 20 in the world's best surfers not competing for two years that's I knew it was going to be a tall order and I was my goal was actually just to be there really Mind, I felt yeah. like I achieved my goal, even just getting on the plane to Japan. Mm. So there was absolutely no pressure, which I think was the first ingredient in the miracle that had happened. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times in sport, uh, things don't go your way, especially in surfing with the variable of the ocean. Mm. But that day specifically, too many things went my way for me to take any credit for it. So I knew... I knew a miracle was um, playing out right in front of my eyes and I was somehow involved, but I really didn't feel like I could take credit for what was about to happen mm. because a girl, a top three in the world, world champ, multiple world, world um, champ would need like a six with 10 minutes remaining and she wouldn't get it. And like mm. small occasions like that added up um, over the course of a day or two. So I knew it was a miracle and I knew um, not, not that success is part of God's plan specifically. I feel like he works with me more when it comes to failure and kind of a humble heart. But mm. I knew I was part of a plan and that I just had to pull my weight. So mm. yeah, it was a miracle out and out. I'll, I'll uh, bear witness to that um, for the rest of my life. And yeah, I was just, you know, there's, there's, talking about failure, you fail a hundred times before you even win once 
I hadn't won well, I haven't won a competition since I was uh how old was I? Nineteen years old. So I haven't won a competition in nine years. Wow. Just to give you an idea, there's a lot of failing that happens in between the wins. Yeah. So yeah, that's I think people need to re recognize that because a lot of times we compare hmm. and we say, Well, she's making it and I'm not or um it can translate into every aspect of your life and just to know that even those that look like they're making it are failing a lot hmm. so yeah like you mentioned it is temporary and um if it's not a question of life and death i think <laughs> we can put it into perspective hmm. sure well you know that is something i think that that a lot of us need to hear you know it's it's easy we live in such a world and we talk about it all the time where we where a lot of people especially young people you know look at it and go well we see what we see on social media or in the news or wh wherever we're looking and you can see just those high moments but people don't know the depth of what someone has been through to get to that moment and um yeah just hearing you share that's why it's so beautiful to do conversations like this and to have conversations like this because for people to hear you know bianca didn't win something in nine years and you know, looking at that and saying how amazing it was for you to win at the Olympics and how powerful that moment was. It's, it is encouragement for so many people's hearts today. And I think that that is something we need to, to really remember and to really take with wanna, us. Yeah. I just want to add in there, if, if I have a child that says they want to become a professional sportswoman or sportsman, I would almost want to tell them not to. So, mm. so just to give you an idea of like my greatest desire when I was on tour is just to have a normal life. Like everyone mm. that might be watching this, you know, so the grass is not greener. It, it's mm. an immense amount of stress and pressure and schedules and demands. Um, I can't even begin to explain. So if I had a child, I would almost want to steer them away from that and just, you know, make them think, I don't know. I, I feel like you always want what you can't have. And I was just begging to, to sleep in the same in this in my bed at home for more than two weeks at a time and not to pack a bag. So it's 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 I think it's just human nature to always want what you don't have. Um so if if you feel like you're stagnant and you're comparing yourself to someone else, um the grass isn't greener on their side either. Mm. Amen. I want to say amen to that because it is so true. And again, looking at people and looking at their lives, even like people that may be celebrities or sports people and comparing yourself. It is so dangerous to get caught up in that. And I think, you know what, I kind of just want us to sit with that for just a few minutes as we take a quick song break. Bianca's still going to be with me when we get back from the song, but I kind of want us to sit with that a bit and, and just reflect on what that means in all of our lives right now. You know, maybe there's someone that's listening that feels that way right now. Maybe it's you that we're talking to that feels like, I'm not, I'm not overcoming, I am a failure, I'm not a good mom, as good as my friend is, or I'm not as good at something as someone else is, or I'm not good at my gifting, or I'm not good at my talent as someone else is. And I want you to kind of just sit with us that, that Bianca just shared with us now and just reflect on, on what that really means to you and how it's not about what we always see, but it's really, really about our own personal journey. So we're going to take a really, really quick song break, but I don't want you to go anywhere because Bianca is still going to be with me after this. So enjoy this song. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today on Radio K Pool, but it's so good to have you with me. I hope that you know what, if you're in your car, you're driving home safely, or if you just stopped and you're listening to us, that you're truly feeling inspired and challenged today. 
because I'm with Bianca Vatendach and she is sharing with me all about her journey and what she's been, you know, doing, but also what's been happening in her life and the lessons that she really has to teach us from, you know, being a full-time sports person, which is incredible, but also winning, you know, at surfing at the Olympics and how we celebrated that moment with her. And that was an incredible moment and we all witnessed it. But there's so much that happens in a person's life that goes on, you know, behind the scenes that we don't see. And that's what we're getting into today. Bianca, I also wanted to ask you, you know, you shared so much with us now. And you also announced your retirement, you know, after winning. And was that something that you had kind of planned to do? Was it something that you kind of felt was just the next step for you or just was necessary or was that something that was already on, on your heart and mind at that time? Well, to be honest, it's been on my heart ever since I, <laughs> I started. It's weird to say, but um, mm-hmm. um, in, in sport especially, you you do the junior ranks and then everyone kind of tells you, okay, if you qualify for the World Tour, you know, everything will be great. Then you qualify for the World Tour and you realize it's two times more pressure, two times more demanding um, and they're like, no, no, don't worry. If you, if you make the top 10, you know, life, that life will be great. Then you make the top 10, <laughs> you realize three times more pressure, three more times more demanding. And they're like, no, no, don't worry. Top five, you'll be fine. Mm. And then I reached the top five and I was like, this is such a hoax. Like the, the, the ambition is obviously healthy and I feel yeah. like ambition is important. But I had reached what I thought was my potential. And ever since then, it's always been on my mind. But re- retiring is even harder than than qualifying, I would say, because you have so many commitments and you owe so much to so many people that you, you almost carry on surfing just for them. Mm. So um, I'd obviously obtained amazing sponsors, so I obviously wanted to keep them happy. I had a family that supported me and sacrificed so much, so obviously wanted to keep them proud. Mm. But it had been on my mind ever since then. And then at one point, about three or four years after that, I just realized that I can't keep pretending. And then my motivation level was almost depleted. So that I had to be honest with myself. And um, I had a conversation with the CEO of the brand that was sponsoring me. And he said, if you don't believe that you'll be world champ, it's time to move on and um, step up to the next challenge in your life. And that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he said it, um, and believed that I could maybe make a success in the next chapter and that I wasn't um, specifically identifying as an athlete only. Mm. So it, it had been in my mind for a long, long, long time. And like I mentioned, I actually stopped competing for two years before Japan. So um, at least the Olympics was a good opportunity for closure. And I have no regrets, but um, yeah, time to, mm. time to move on. Mm. Like you say, time for the time for the next chapter, which is which is truly actually very exciting. You know, it's like a renewal, a, a, re, a kind of a rebirth into something different, which is so incredible. And like you said, the Olympics, I think, definitely felt like a very high moment. Definitely for people that were watching, we're like, oh wow, you know, this this is an incredible moment. And to to witness that, it's it's amazing. You know, do you have a sense, you don't really need to share with us details, do you have a sense of, you know, what your next chapters are going to be holding for you? Or is it just kind of walking by faith and just taking it as it comes, you know, just consistently applying the things that you've learned in your life and just moving forward? 
So initially, um, before the Olympics ended, I wasn't sure, but I, I feel like um, specifically to God really put on my heart that I, that once I was in, got involved with life community services a few years ago, um, that that was where I was meant to be. I'm not involved in the daily operations, but we do help with the management decisions, etc. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like God was telling me, this is the time for you to be um, involved. And I'm content with that. And then on the sideline, um, I'm involved in property development to a small um, scale in George or the mm. Garden Route. So that pays the bills. But um, my heart is definitely at Life Community and their community outreaches. Mm. Wow, that's really, really cool. And you know what? It's, it's, it's so amazing because one thing that people that love sport recognize is that, you know what, people that are professional athletes become professional athletes, you know, their, their journey for that starts when they're young. You know, I know my husband loves cycling and we're always watching cycling and the people that do the best often are the people that are very young. And it's because you have so much energy and you've been, you know, on your bike since you were like five years old. And I think that people who aren't professional athletes don't always understand that, you know, you've kind of had this whole career but you, you know, athletes, professional athletes often have to retire when, you know, they just reach 30 or around about then or maybe even a little bit earlier on because your peak is gone. It, well, it depends on what sport you're in. But often you've had this whole career, you know, from very, very young and had all that pressure you've had to go through. And then when you get to a certain age where, you know, normal people are just like leaving university and starting their careers You've had this whole career behind you. So now to go into a new chapter must feel actually quite liberating in one way and also just very, very exciting in another way. And I think, isn't it something that, you know, people kind of forget? It's like you've been doing this for 15 years. You've been doing this for a long time. Now it's actually a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment to retire and to start something new. I know a lot of people are surprised when I say I'm retiring. I don't like the word retiring. I'm obviously retiring from professional sports at the age of 27 they're like what but they don't realize we start when we're 12 you know so yeah. it's, it's not like I, it will be the equivalent of me of me retiring at 37 maybe from a job and going on to the next one because yeah. um, we start so young so like I mentioned I've been serving competitively for lo- more of my life than I haven't so starting at about my first contest was at 10 I'm 27 17 years out of 27 I've been competing so yeah, yeah and, and I and like I mentioned it's a transition it's not a complete I'm not going to sit and drink pina coladas in the Bahamas <laughs> oh. <laughs> well that would be nice <laughs> although that does sound nice yeah um no it's a transition and and most all sports people have to go through it you can't you can't be at the top of your game for very long yeah so yeah um but it's good. I'm I'm excited as I'm ex- as excited now as I was when I started surfing professionally. So I think that's a good that's a good sign. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely and absolutely. And with that transition, do you there's obviously a lot of emotions, isn't there? It's like you said, being surfing more more years of your life than not. Is there a lot of there's obviously a lot of emotion that comes with it, isn't it? You know, transitioning from being being you know this athlete professional athlete and going into a new chapter I'm sure that there must be a lot of things to kind of process through and a lot of things it, it probably takes time it's not just like okay I'm done with that now 
I'm going into something new. I'm sure there's a lot of emotions. Yes, there is. And it takes time. I mean, I stopped competing two years before the Olympics, which was like my intro into <laughs> the yeah. transition. And it was tough. I, I guess I guess you, your memories consist of good and bad. I mean, it depends which ones you focus on. Like if I remember having to travel every three weeks to a different place um, and not coming home for 10 months at a time, that type of stuff I do not miss. Mm-hmm. so my life is better in that regard but maybe the opportunities and the friendships etc that I had that I've now lost because of the transition I guess you can um, you can regret that yeah. but um, I, I feel like professional sport is harder than it is pleasant <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a bit easier it's easier maybe um, because you 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 lose that like lump of anxiety in your throat that you've been carrying around so um yeah I'm not I'm not I don't regret um stopping I almost felt like if I had the courage I would have done it earlier yeah but um, I'm happy I didn't let the Olympics the Olympic opportunity go to waste mm, absolutely and as you said it kind of was definitely a miracle moment as, as you describe it and define it as being that miracle moment and there was obviously a definite reason for that and that reason is probably going to unfold and unpack itself in in probably lots of times and over the years it'll be exciting to see how that real divine moment was so specific and so real and so necessary for the beautiful things that you're going to do in your life and and I'm excited about that for you as well and I think It is just so incredible because a lot of people, you know, I believe a lot of people do look at this choice and the choices that you're making now and are inspired by that, inspired by the courage. You know, a lot of people want to, they they have like their their moments of victory and then they want to pursue that. You get caught in pursuing that moment of victory over and over again and it becomes this unending pursuit and a lot of people do that in different ways in life whereas when we see people that know you know what really is on their heart and is really true to themselves and their story and their journey you know it, it is inspiring and it invites people to unpack their own story and unpack their own life and look at their own choices and and so I really honor you for also giving us that and for being an example of that to all of us who are you know, here today and who are listening. And I wanted to ask you, you know, if you could take, well, I know that you are taking, but if you're taking one huge lesson with you that you've learned through being a professional athlete and that you feel, you know, is definitely going to apply to the years and the season that lies ahead, what would that lesson be for you? What would you say to yourself, you know, through everything that you've learned and that you've accomplished, that you've been through all the failures, all the highs, what would be this main lesson that you would say to yourself that you want to take with you? And maybe even that, you know, you would say to other people who are listening today. So I think the main, looking back, and I've had some time to do so, in hindsight, um, I would account my sporting success to two things, um, mainly grace, because, yeah, there's, yeah there's, that's a whole hours of conversation, but mainly mm-hmm. grace, but also opportunity so opportunity is worth more than gold in your life and no matter how small or how few or how seldom they come past if you grab it and exploit it you the 
direction of your life changes to a small degree every time. If you accumulate, say, it can be small opportunities like doing well at school or helping your mom with dishes or um, choosing sport as a career, anything um, that crosses your path. If you add it up, if you add one degree up 180 times, you can really reverse or completely change the direction of your life. But that choice is up to you. So I would I would account it to grace and to make I, – I always took great responsibility – and um, I never, ever, ever let an opportunity go to waste. So I guess, I mean, opportunities come from God as well. So I think, and that can translate to anyone's life. It's not a specific group. It doesn't discriminate. It's not from a specific area or household. Everyone has an opportunity. So mm. I would say um, using them because they come from God and they're like little tools that can redirect um the the direction of your life completely and i would say that's um another reason for for the the sporting achievements um amongst other things mm. wow that's so awesome i love hearing that and i think it, it probably translates even if if you know we were having this conversation six months ago even four months ago and i was saying you know Bianca, where do you see life taking you, you know, and it was even before the Olympics, if I told you at the beginning of the year, we'd be sitting here and you would be going through all these experiences that you're having now and doing all the amazing things that you're having now, you probably wouldn't have even believed because it would have been like, well, what are you talking about? We haven't done that yet, but it's, we never know, right? We never know what tomorrow brings. And I'm meaning that in such a positive way with, like you say, yes. those opportunities. Like, I'm sure if I said to you four months ago, do you imagine your life oh, where you are right I now? Never, <laughs> I would never have believed you at all. Even if an angel came down from heaven and told me, I still wouldn't have <laughs> So it shows you if, if a miracle can happen to the biggest pessimist alive, it can happen to you. <laughs> yeah, it can. And I think, I think that's such a powerful, a powerful po- point that we are making here today. And I think that it, it's, it's what we should leave the listeners with. I think that our time has gone so quickly and I've loved having Bianca here. I feel like she has so much to share with us. And I think it's such a powerful point to leave everybody with today to say, you know what? And I am also a huge, huge believer in that Bianca as well is to take every opportunity. And um, there is a very crazy singer that I do not listen to. Um, and I'm not um, saying that anyone should listen to her music, but her name is Cardi B for those who know her. And um, I read one, I mean, she's had incredible opportunities. Oh, oh, okay. So, and I remember reading one day and um, people asked her like, how have you achieved so much like in such a you know, short space of time with your short career that you had? And she said that I've achieved so much because I asked. You know, I asked for opportunities and I knocked on doors and, and I have I rocked up at places where I just, you know, went up to people and was like, hey, this is what I have, you know. And so it's about... No, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of successful people have done that. Oh, yeah. I saw a Lady Gaga's documentary as well and it said she literally, like, as a teenager, she took a keyboard and started knocking on everyone's door in the neighborhood. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, you want to fill your space exactly. and... It's, it, the, the, the choice is up to you whether you're a victim of any circumstance or whether you're going to rise above it. And I guess um, if, if I had to have the victim mentality, I would have, yeah, I would have, wouldn't even have made it past yeah. out of school. You know, like you seriously have to rise above that because 
um, it's too easy. So I guess filling your space, taking opportunity and never playing victim is probably the, the winning recipe right there. Mm. Amen. And we want to leave that with you, the listener today. You know what? Take the opportunities, but also take up space, make the opportunities, go and knock on those doors. You know what? There are a lot of people out there who are looking for someone like you that might have what you have and what you might have to offer to them. And you never know, you know, we don't just jump straight into success. We've got to work really hard for it. And Bianca, I want to say thank you so much today for being with me on the show. It's truly been such a blessing for me to, you know, just get to know you a bit more and to just, you know, hear all the things that you've learned. But also, I also want to say that uh, it's, it's just incredible. I'm excited to witness your new chapter, you know, excited for what God has for you and the miracles that he will perform in your life in the years to come. So thank you so much for being here with me, firstly. And I just really want to pray that, you know, God will just super, super bless you in, in everything that you do in the days, weeks and months that lie ahead. He does. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much, Bianca, and take care. There's so many things that Bianca shared today on the show that I'm so grateful for, and I really honor her for sharing that and for being open and honest with us today. And it is so true that, wow, you know, picking ourselves up after failures and looking at our lives and seeing where we want to go and also being true to ourselves. And that is so, so incredibly true. The things that we need to do, God is doing miracles all the time. Take the opportunities and seize them. Knock on doors and ask. Successful people and people who make it in life. And that doesn't mean successful in with things like money or having a lot of possessions but achieving the goals achieving the purposes which god created you to achieve he's not just gonna always just you know make these things happen you have to take the opportunity you have to respond in faith you have to go in action go in faith and he does the rest you know he makes it happen like bianca shared there were so many miracles that happened for her and things that were going her way miraculously on that day that she won silver so so miraculously she had worked hard but she also showed up and god responded he had a plan in that moment and and that was destiny so too it's like that for us maybe you have your own story today i know that i have many moments in my life where i've seen god show up in that way and can only refer to these things as miracles i know that you have your own stories as well and let's celebrate them today and let's pray for god to do more things in our lives but not in in our lives with our lives to make a difference to make a change in this world that's why we are here that's what it's all about and so thank you for joining me on voice of change i pray you've been inspired i pray that god will just richly bless you and you know what it's been such a fabulous september here on the show i am excited to be entering october where we're going to be celebrating next week on the show we're going to be celebrating the international day of the girl child which actually falls on the 11th of october but we're going to get into it a little bit early i have some amazing guests joining me we're going to talk about how to empower girls why it's important what messages to be giving our daughters why this is the generation that needs to why our generation is uniquely gifted in place to be able to do that more than any other generation before us i'm excited so i look forward to having you join me next week thursday take care and god bless this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za